You're listening to Brandcast Around the World with me, your host, Brandon Berkeley. Join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me on Brandcast Around the World. Uh, Episode 65. It is November 17th. A lot of crazy things going on in the world, of course. If you haven't been watching... Then here's your little update. I'm here for you today, uh, this morning, just to bring you all the new uh, current events going on in the world. Some good, some bad. And if you haven't seen it, uh, last night, for some reason, at about 12 a.m., Marvel Studios, the MCU, dropped Spider-Man No Way uh, Home, or, yeah, No Way Home trailer. I believe that's the name of the film. Uh, Really, really excited. We're going to take a look at that today. Um, really kind of funny story. The other day I was scrolling through Facebook and one of my uh, friends who has a kid did one of these surveys, like ask your kid uh, all these random questions. And one of the questions was, what do you want to be when you grow up, when you're older? And uh, the little kid Hendrix uh, responded with Spider-Man. So ultra cool. It makes me think that maybe one day this kid actually might be Spider-Man. You know, I think about my own little journey, uh, making movies and films and all that good stuff, and how I'm actually getting to fulfill my dream of playing Batman, which is very, very, very cool. Uh, So yeah, we're going to check out the Spider-Man trailer. We're going to be talking about the Kyle Rottenhouse, that's right, Rottenhouse uh, trial going on right now. Big, big topic. Uh, If you don't know, Kyle is, uh, I believe, 17 years old in court right now for killing three people at a protest in Kenosha, I believe it was. Um, And uh, yeah, a really kind of grim situation going on there, but we'll take a look at that, uh, see what's going on, see what's uh, happening in the courtroom right now with him and what's going to happen. Uh, Very curious to hear your thoughts on this whole situation, given that it's so divided, so, so divided. Um, But really kind of a a big thing going on in the world. And uh, we're also going to get a little bit into the... Dogecoin, Bitcoin, uh, cryptocurrency chat, and some of the positives and negatives that can come from this. Some people have benefited greatly from it, but some people are finding themselves in a hole or finding themselves in a whole new world of trouble. So we're going to look at that as well. And keeping in mind that it is Movember, there is a link in my description if you'd like to donate to Movember. Uh, My brother and I are trying to raise funds for this great cause, which goes towards men's mental health, uh, whether it be physical, you know, like prostate cancer, depression, uh, all that stuff. They're kind of accumulating everything into one charity. Uh, so you can go donate by checking the link in my bio and checking that out. But let's get into something awesome right now. I want to check out this Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Uh, set to come out, I believe, next month. Is it next month already? We're getting close to Spider-Man. So let's take out this trailer, uh, take a look at the trailer, and see what we think of it. Very, very exciting stuff. Uh, I don't know if you guys are Spider-Man fans, but if you're not, get into it. Here we go. Let's take a look. For some reason, I can't see any of the chat coming through, which is unfortunate. But let's take a look at this right now. Okay. Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week. I like how dark it looks. He's all beat up. He's got a black costume. 
That's how you want to take your girlfriend out. Almost get hit by a train. When you botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. He says when you botched that spell. We started getting some visitors. Willem Dafoe. Every universe. So stoked to see Green Goblin and everybody else in here. I feel like that black suit Spider-Man might actually be like an evil version of Peter, though. Hello, Peter. I noticed Doc Ock doesn't have the red arms in the shop, but he does here. Almost looks like Iron Man uh, type armor on the. I'm sorry, what was your name again? Doctor Otto Octavius. The red there. <laughs> Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? There are others out there. We need to send them back. See this shot right here. I feel like that, like you've got Electro behind him there, and he's not facing him as if he was going to fight him. It seems like this might actually be an evil version of uh, Spider-Man Peter Parker. I'm thinking that's what it is. Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. Oh, she's feisty. This Christmas, you're flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. Oh, wow. That's dark. This is really dark. Yeah, me too. Don't. So much to unpack here. There isn't. They're a danger to our universe. You're not gonna take this away from me. Peter. You're struggling. There's Willem's and voice. Everything you want. That literally gives me chills. Oh man. Oh, it's Lizard! It's all my fault. I can't save everyone. Oh what? Oh, and Sandman too. Holy shit. Oh, this is gonna be epic. I want to see the other Spider-Mans. Come on. I love the cinematography on this. It's so dark. Mm, I feel like they're really blending in. They're starting to come through, and I can't stop them. Who? December 17th. What? Movie theaters. Tickets on sale November 29th. Okay, November 29th. Jeez, that actually looks really, really good. Of course, Spider-Man on PS uh, and PlayStation. Still gotta get myself my me still need to get myself a PlayStation. Uh that looks amazing. I'm not gonna lie. Really, really, really excited about it. Very, very, very cool. What uh what do you guys think? That was pretty damn intense. I'll I'll tell you what. A lot of things to unpack in there that I'm seeing uh so many different images and, and different possibilities, but I think the coolest thing is that you've got all these villains from all the other films. I'm seeing somebody hanging outside my window right now. Really odd, creepy. I wonder if they're going to break in. Maybe they'll come join the podcast. But anyways, that was an amazing trailer. Uh, maybe Spider-Man will take care of the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, ordeal. What do you think? Would it be cool to see Kyle beat the shit, or, or sorry, Spider-Man beat the shit out of Kyle? That'd be an interesting little uh, bout to watch. I feel like Jake Paul should try and organize that kind of pay-per-view fight. I think that would do really well. But anyways, um, yeah, moving on. I, I'm really, really, really stoked about it. Can't wait to see the film. It comes out next month, I guess, on Christmas or around Christmas. Be a great little Christmas gift to myself to go watch. What do you guys think? Let me know uh, if you're stoked. I can't see any of the comments right now. For some reason, the uh, platform I'm on is not, um, not going. 
So uh, the case, if you haven't heard, of course, Kyle uh, Rittenhouse, like I said earlier, was arrested uh, previously for bringing an assault rifle to a protest in uh, Kenosha. Uh, he ended up getting into an altercation with several of the protesters and ended up shooting them. Now, here's the, the big problem with this this case and scenario is that he's on defense right now uh, saying that he was he was using self-defense uh, against the protesters. But the, the really, I mean, obvious and shitty thing is that the guy showed up to a protest with a gun. Uh, you're obviously intimidating people or kind of asking for some sort of forceful intention. I think it's, it's really kind of interesting if you show up somewhere with a gun, you're basically trying to uh, enforce some sort of authority over people, you know, uh, which, which is obviously going to create, create some sort of rebellion, especially when you're at a place uh, for people to protest. I think when people are protesting, anti-protesters should not really show up to that specific event as, you know, you're going to be outnumbered by the people that are there for that specific reason. You're obviously going to come to some sort of confrontation. If anything, maybe just set up your own event. Uh, but I don't know. Everybody likes to share their opinion so strongly. But showing up with a, an assault rifle is a whole new level of crazy. Um, in, in Canada, we don't have the ability to walk around with assault rifles on the street like that. And I think that's great. It makes me not terrified to just walk down the street or show up to a protest, a peaceful protest at that. Um, there's no need to, I think, bring assault weapons into anything. If anything, it kind of just really says, I have a small penis and uh, I don't want to fight anybody. I'm afraid of confrontation, but you're going to do as I say because I have this deadly weapon. Uh, I feel like most people that have to carry an assault rifle around other people are, are pretty much cowardly uh, in their own um, merit. You know, I wouldn't really say they have high moral or anything like that, but I understand guns are fun. Guns are wicked. I love guns. Uh, to be honest, I love firing guns. I understand how powerful and cool they are, so I get it. Uh, owning weapons, great. Go for it. Bring them to a gun range. Have fun. Shooting another human being when they're uh, assaulting you with fists, you know, it's it's a little over the top in my opinion. Uh, Kyle being a juvenile is another part of this case. Right now, uh, the jury is uh, deciding his fate, but it seems that the judge in this case is very, very, very biased towards Kyle, and uh, that it almost seems like he's He's already decided, as he's made several comments in the case, uh, pointing towards Kyle, just saying, like, no, he didn't do that, he didn't do that. So the judge has already shown his bias, and he's actually admitted to it um, in some of this. So the prosecutor, the lawyer that's prosecuting against Kyle is basically like, what the fuck, man, we need to call a mistrial because this is completely unfair. Um, and then, like, the judge scolded the prosecutor. It's really, really odd what's going on here. And it just makes you think that the system is failing a lot of people. I, I'm going to place my bets right now. Kyle will get off. He's going to completely get off because there's going to be such outrage uh, from other people with guns if he if he goes to jail. And I think it's just going to escalate to a certain point. I feel like it all comes down to politics at the end of the day. And uh, Kyle is probably going to run free, maybe free to shoot other people. I think, if anything, take away his goddamn gun license. That, that, that kid should never, ever ever be able to own a gun at this point especially because you bring it into public like there there really isn't much of a need in my opinion for a lot of um carrying weapons on the street especially an assault rifle maybe a pistol i could see maybe a pistol okay like you know a little you got like a glock a nine mil or something like that something that's a little bit more uh um concealed or you know less threatening i guess in somebody's face because i mean if, if you walk up to me with an assault rifle my immediate thought is threat or potential threat you know I'm, I'm gonna be really uncomfortable in the situation if anybody walks around with assault rifle or if they're walking down the street with it 
Uh, I know in the United States, there's been several cases where people have had, called the cops and people with weapons, you know, down the street. But as long as they have their, their carry, their RPAL, uh, they're good to go, which is crazy in my opinion. How do you guys feel about it? anybody living in the United States? How do you feel about the gun control and the, uh, some of the craziness I think that's coming out there? I mean, in Canada, we don't have the same issues. Uh, I think annually in the United States, it's like, it's like 30,000, 50,000, something like a crazy amount of gun violence in like Canada, it's like 30 people. So, um, I know a lot of people are worried about not having guns because they feel like the government's trying to control them. And I get that. Uh, I think you should be able to brandish weapons. I think you should have weapons. Weapons are fucking awesome. Who doesn't want to fire guns? Uh, speaking of which, actually, I just bought a whole bunch. I've got one right here, just in case. Uh, no, but like guns are amazing. So I don't, I don't think people shouldn't own guns. I don't think the government should take away guns. I'm not in any way, shape, or form advocating that. But I am, however, saying that uh, if you show up to a protest with a weapon, I think immediately that's almost like an antagonistic, um, you know, choice to do that. I feel like right off the bat, you're going to a place that is already based on conflict or, you know, some kind of prejudice or, or some kind of problem. And then all of a sudden you're bringing an assault weapon into a place where people are already pissed off. I feel like you're just asking uh, for trouble in this case. So I don't know. Uh, let me know your thoughts in the comments. Let me know in the chat what you guys are saying. I think, like I, like I said, everybody has the right to their freedoms. But as soon as you start infringing on other people's freedoms or making other people feel unsafe, I'm not so sure that is within your jurisdiction to uh, be free anymore. Um, locally, actually, something else that kind of comes into mind speaking into this. There was a 13-year-old boy the other day who wrote a rap song. He put it on the internet, a uh, homophobic rap song that went against one of his peers at school that had some threatening and intimidating lines within the song. And uh, he was actually arrested for it. So this kind of bleeds into another thing where it's like freedom of speech. Uh, I guess because the lyrics were threatening, it became a whole new thing. But are people allowed to say what they want? Are they allowed to express themselves? Uh, do you feel like music is an actual threat? Or do you feel like given the nature of uh, where we kind of sit in in public right now, like it seems like rap beefs and all that other stuff is really predominant and it seems to be a feature in, in some of the music in some cases. So do you think that that is a part of the game or do you think it, it, it constitutionalizes as a hate speech or crime? Um, I feel like if anything, the police arresting this 13 year old has done nothing but given him street credit. I feel like when he returns back to school at this point, they're gonna be like, damn bro, like you, you, you really about that life dog, you know? Um, so I don't know. I feel like, there's so much of these gray lines in the universe right now. It's like laws have made it uh, so interesting. I feel like, like I said, I always refer back to this, the world being the jungle. If it was the jungle, I wonder how crazy it would be out there. I almost feel like if we actually had no laws, it would be, you would have some crazies out there. But for the most part, I think people would band together as a community and not allow a lot of shit. I think we might actually flow a lot easier and a lot better in some cases. Uh, maybe not. Maybe I'm crazy for saying that. For all I know, it's, it'd be complete anarchy and everybody just rape and pillage and, you know, it'd be like uh, living back in, in Rome days, I guess. But, you know, even in ancient Greece and Rome, they didn't seem to have too much of that. There was some raping, there was some pillaging, but uh, not as much as I think you might expect. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Thanks, uh, Chris Baldwin, for the likes and appreciation. Uh, so here's another really interesting story. Everybody's talking about Bitcoin and uh, all these new cryptocurrencies that are coming up. A lot of people have made a lot of money, and I'm not going against it because uh, I kind of agree with it, and I know there are ways to make 
cashola off this. Uh, NFTs is something I've been looking at, this creative artwork through these uh, blockchains. But um, there's some upsides and some downsides from this. I noticed when uh, Elon Musk first started, started talking about Dogecoin, everybody bought into it, which is what in stocks they call uh, selling the news. You can increase your own stock if you have any kind of pull in the world. Meaning if I own, uh, you know, 20 Bitcoin or whatever, and I tell everybody, go buy it, all of a sudden it's going to increase in, in its want and demand. So everybody's going to buy it, and then I'm going to make a shit ton of money and, and obviously sell it within that first uh, period of time. So my piece of advice is to anybody looking into crypto, do not buy the news. This is what somebody in stock markets know really well. They call it selling the news, okay? If you hear about a cryptocurrency after it has already done its boom and it's made, you know, 30 cents on the dollar or whatever the hell the increase is, it's done. It's done. Move on. You're going to find your own trend uh, when it comes to that. Because a lot of people, actually, I know some people even within my friend circle, I've spent a lot of money and specifically on Dogecoin and lost out heavily. Um, another problem is, uh, this is a really interesting story, but a man has only two password uh, guesses left to recover 236 million in Bitcoin locked out. So uh, a programmer from San Francisco named uh, Stefan Thomas, uh, a programmer from San Francisco who told the New York Times that he has 7,002 Bitcoin tucked away, currently worth about $238 million. Nearly a quarter billion, a quarter billion dollars. But here's the catch. He has no idea how to access it and can only guess two more passwords before it's locked out forever. It's been uh, a few years that this has been in the headlines and this guy is locked out of 236 or $38 million, a quarter billion dollars over cryptocurrencies that could potentially turn into nothing eventually. I don't know if he's a wealthy fellow already, but uh, I don't care who you are. $238 million? Wow. And he's got two guesses left on the password. What would you do in that case? Uh, I, I, I feel like I would definitely try to jog my memory until I was like sure that I knew what it was. But you have two guesses. So, I mean, at least one is kind of a, a you know, you get to play with a little bit. But $238 million. Imagine you guess the passwords for $238 million and lost out completely for the rest of your life, especially if you ever had any financial woes and you were like, oh, shit, later in the future, and you're like, I had or have $238 million in crypto somewhere. That person is still outside my window. I see them pacing back and forth. Definitely going to go have a chat with that person afterwards. Odd. Um, but yeah, Bitcoin. Oh, I guess the package being delivered. Somebody just knocked at the door. Uh, the Bitcoin thing, I, I don't know um, how I feel about this anymore because I feel like there's been a lot of money made of it, but I feel like a lot of people are dying out. I do feel like in the future, this might be something that becomes um, like, like the wave of the future. I feel like we actually might get to a point where um, this person's knocking on the door. Give me two seconds. I'll be right back. I know you're going to dig this. You're listening to Brandcast Around the World with me, your host, Brandon Berkeley. Join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know you're going to dig this. You're listening to Brandcast Around the World. 
Very sorry about that. Uh, package was delivered as usual, really, really early in the morning. Uh, it was kind of creeping me out. The guy was out there for a good like 20 minutes just staring at the door. Huh. That's a whole new delivery service. Anyways, what do you guys think about the cryptocurrency? Have any of you invested? Have you won? Have you lost? Have you uh, have you looked into it a little bit? Or is this something brand new to you? I, I know a lot of people are brand new in the idea of cryptocurrency. But like I said just a few moments ago before we got interrupted, I feel like it's going to become uh, the next wave of like how we spend money. It's going to become the universal dollar at some point within the next 20 years. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict this. Mostly because I feel like uh, with the way China and U.S. Uh, dollar is going right now, I feel like in the in the future we're no longer going to trade in U.S. dollar. I feel like that's going to come to a crumble, some sort of um, end. Because right now, if you were to trade or buy like oil or gold or whatever, uh, you're trading in U.S. dollar, which is the standard globally. But I feel like that's going to tr- change in the next little bit. Uh, so it might be interesting to see what will happen because I actually, I'm going to predict this, that I feel like Bitcoin and all these other coins will uh, average out. You're going to have a point where it's just going to flatten out and um, everybody's going to basically have like, you know, a dollar will be worth a dollar. So one Bitcoin will be worth like a buck or whatever, or even less than that. It's like when you go to China right now, if you have like 1,400 yen, I think, or is that Japan? I don't know. Uh, anyways, if you have like 1,400 yen, it's like $3 US. Just very, very, very odd. So we're going to see what happens in the future. Uh, if you haven't invested in cryptocurrency, I'm going to say, if you see one that's coming up, maybe try it. Maybe try it or don't. Just don't buy the news. Uh, make sure you're you're being really, really smart about the choices that you make. So again, I'm going to end this podcast saying that it is November, where uh, a lot of men around the world, especially in Canada and the United States, are growing mustaches right now. Some of them look hideous. Some of them look great. If you've got the little twirly mustache i give you a lot of credit i think that's classy as fuck and uh i will personally if you have a channel uh or a, a movember account i will donate if you have a twirly mustache but if not uh if you want to go and donate to this great cause you can check the link in the description or the bio etc and it will direct you to uh the movember page for my brother uh, there's a picture of him on the internet. He hates being on the internet, so share it, like it, love it, do all that good stuff. Uh, head on over to the page in the description. You can leave a dollar, 50 cents. We don't care. Every dollar counts. We are trying to make our way to $1,000, and currently we're at like 430 I believe, at the moment, so we're really, really close, really close to getting there. Like I said, maybe skip out on your coffee today. Donate $5 if you can. Go ahead, uh, check out that link in the buy. But remember, uh, of course... Take care of yourself. Enjoy the week. Do good things. Be good to other people. And remember, be excellent to each other. And we'll see you on the next one. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for being here. I know you're going to dig this. You're listening to Brandcast Around the World with me, your host, Brandon Berkeley. Join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Around the world. I know you're gonna dig this. I'm